0: Welcome to Blind Spot. Hello, everyone. I'm Clara Johansson, your resident blind girl, and this is Blind Spot, the podcast where I discuss things that are second nature to blind people but might seem weird to sighted people. In this episode, this is a continuation of the "Questions People Are Too Afraid to Ask Blind People" series. I am going to be dedicating an entire episode to questions that are either just funny asked in a funny way, asked in a weird way, and all that jazz. This is just the miscellaneous section. So I hope you guys enjoy, and let's get into it. The first question is actually a very interesting question, but I just... Included it in here because it was asked in a very funny way, and it was, how do you take tests slash do school? And this is um, kind of going to be an answer that I already answered in a previous episode about blind people's tools, hacks, and technology, so go check that out if you haven't listened to it. But I want to clarify again that every blind person is different. Every blind person is going to need different types of accommodations. But there are people who uh, should be kind of helping blind people through their school career. These people are called TVIs or teachers of the visually impaired. And I actually want to do an episode with my TVI, just kind of interviewing her about what she does, blah, blah, blah. Um, So I need to reach out to her, see if she wants to do that. But um, there are a lot of different ways that people can be successful in school and get certain accommodations in school. For me, I tried out a lot of different technology in my elementary and middle school years. I tried to use these dome magnifiers, which were basically just giant domed magnifying glasses. Um, And they actually look pretty cool, but they're a little bit tedious to use. Um, They were great for kindergarten. (laughs) Um, And then after a while, they just kind of stopped being useful. Um, But I then moved on to an acrobat, which is basically just this big computer monitor looking thing with this arm attached to it and a little boxy camera attached to the end of the arm. And you can look up like acrobat monitor um, on Google. I'm sure there would be a couple of images that would pop up. But um, that was what I used kind of throughout elementary school and middle school after the dome magnifiers weren't cutting it anymore. Um, And that's what I used to kind of see the whiteboard and even sometimes see papers that I was writing on if they were really small because the camera could swivel. And it's it sounds high tech, but it's really just like a camera attached to a computer monitor, which a lot of computer monitors have nowadays. So um, it it was really great while it lasted. And my TVI, if you're listening to this, she actually recently called me out for uh, not using the technology that I was like provided with in, in a very joking way because I found accommodations that worked well for me. Um, but I, I was not using the blind people technology when I got to high school. I was just using an iPad. And I still, to this day, use my iPad every single day for all of my classes that I do because it is basically just – Uh, all-in-one versatile acrobat computer everything because I learned kind of throughout middle school that the acrobat was just too bulky and I could carry my iPad around in my backpack and take it with me from class to class whereas the acrobat was just kind of stationary in one class. And I could take pictures of the whiteboard so that I could save them for later. I could zoom in as much as I needed to. And I could be using Google Docs or any kind of note-taking app at the same time and just switch back and forth between the two. And that's what I did Kind of starting in eighth grade and into high school and now into college, I still use that iPad. And that's kind of how I do school. Um, But I know that uh, some blind people who have worse vision than me. Again, my vision in in the world of blindness, knock on wood, is pretty good. Um, But there are some people who need, let's say, a Braille note, which is basically just something that attaches to your technology and displays um, any kind of information in a Braille format so that you can read it. There's also voiceover and talkback, JAWS for... Uh, Apple and Microsoft, respectively, and there's other things too there's um just hard copy braille textbooks that people use, and that works for some people and it's great um, I also use I have a lot of professors and teachers that um, print things in a larger font for me because I read stuff in a larger font because i can't I can't read the smaller font unless I'm holding the paper literally an inch or two from my face. So how, how do I take tests and do school? I figure out ways. And if you have a good support system like your teacher of the visually impaired and some teachers who are willing to accommodate you, you will find ways to take tests and do school. <laughs> The next question I wouldn't actually advise asking in this particular way to any other blind person, but again, this is questions that people are too afraid to ask blind people. So any question is welcome. I told people when I was putting out polls and stuff for this quest, uh, these episodes. Uh, No question is off limits. No question is too offensive. So disclaimer, please don't ask this to a blind person in this way if you want to know. There are ways to ask this in a less offensive way, but I just figured this question was very funny. And it is, were you born like that? And (laughs) again, please don't ask ask this to an actual blind person because um, that can come off very rude, um, and you may get a snarky response back. So, were we born like that? You know, it depends on the condition. <laughs> I was. Yep. I have a genetic mutation in my retina, and it happened as I was forming, and it's stayed with me throughout my life. I was diagnosed at three months old, but that doesn't mean that I didn't have it before then. I had it before then, and it was just found out about at three months old. Some things, some forms of blindness happen because of visual trauma, um, eye trauma from later onset diseases. Um, Some blindness doesn't set in until your teens or your twenties. So not all blind people are quote unquote born like that. Um, and it really depends on the condition or what has happened to your eyes over the years. And some people can just go blind really, really late in life, towards their 70s, 80s, 90s. It, it really depends on the person, it depends on the condition. Um, Some better ways to ask this, let's say, are what condition do you have? And did that result when you were a baby? Did you get it when you were older? Um, Phrasing things more in the terms of I'm just curious, help me understand uh, are much better than what's wrong with you? Were you born like that? Because that can come off a little bit snarky and could get you a little bit of a smart assy response. Moving along, the next question is, do you have a normal life? <laughs> and um, this, I will say, this does vary um, based on the living environment of the blind person, the eye condition, the level of vision. Um, But one thing also that I will say is everyone's version of quote-unquote normal is very different. So, of course, if you're thinking of normal in terms of fully sighted, fully able-bodied, of course we don't have a normal life. (laughs) We have to have accommodations galore and think about things that sighted people don't have to think about all the time. But normal for us, yeah. I, I don't know any different. So, and I know that for some blind people, some visually impaired people, they don't know any different either. This is just their life. So this is their normal. This is my normal. So I think it really depends on the person and it also depends on what you mean by your definition of normal because a lot of people I think want to know like uh, what, what is similar to a sighted person's life? And if you're looking at it from that lens, that perspective, then there's gonna be a lot of things that are different. And what you deem as normal as a sighted person may be completely out of my realm of capabilities because I'm blind. But if you're talking about, okay, this is normal to you as a blind person or a visually impaired person, this is not normal to me as a sighted person. So that that is your normal. Okay, cool. Let's Let's have a conversation. Let's have a dialogue and understand each other's normals instead of assuming that an able-bodied person's Version of normal. A sighted person's version of normal is the default setting for the question. Do you have a quote unquote normal life? And I mean this with no disrespect to the question asker, whoever it was. I don't even remember. But um, I think that we we classify normal as fully functioning, able bodied, like typical person when in reality everyone's version of normal is different so instead of putting a default setting onto normal we should look at okay how do different people classify normal and what what are they doing that they might consider normal for themselves <music> The next question comes to me courtesy of one of my really great friends um, who just sent me a text when I asked him, what questions do you have for a blind person? And one of the things he sent me back was dreams, (laughs) question mark. And I loved just the delivery of that. So I figured I would include it in here. Yes, blind people dream. Um, As a visually impaired person, somebody who still has a little bit of remaining vision, I dream with vision, um, and I have heard that from, from some of my blind friends and people that I've gone to blind and visually impaired camps with, because yes, there are blind and visually impaired camps, um, which one of these days I will do an episode on, but... When I've gone to these camps and we've had discussions like this, um, some people who don't really have any vision at all have said that they have had dreams where they are able to see, which I, I can't corroborate, obviously, because I am not a fully blind person and I have not been fully blind since birth. I think that also, there is a difference there that maybe people who used to be sighted and have lost some of their vision might still be able to dream um, with with vision. But um, maybe people who are fully blind from birth aren't able to dream with vision and um, – I do know, though, that there have been people who I don't know if anybody has heard of Molly Burke. She is a blind, motivational speaker, um, kind of um, an activist for disability inclusion and universal accessibility, things like that. She has mentioned in some of her speeches and things like that that she a nightmare for her is just – a lot of other senses. Like she hears things, she feels things, she kind of senses things that maybe are scary. And that's kind of her version of dreaming. And she used to have vision. It wasn't perfect vision, but she used to have more vision than she has now. She is completely blind. And that that's her version of dreaming. So I think it really depends on the blind and visually impaired person who is having the dream, but it varies a lot from person to person. This next question is also just kind of a funny one, I think was put in my poll for humorous reasons um, and I actually had a little bit of a laugh when I read it was do you fall over a lot <laughs> and I actually um, I I don't say I fall over but I am a lot more cautious than a lot of other people um especially I I can tend to miss let's say a curb or a stair because I can't tell where a stair is and that's that's one of the issues that I have with um kind of older buildings especially a lot around my university campus no hate no shade but um older buildings that were made before the Americans with Disabilities Act was enacted um that have stairs and curbs that aren't marked because it wasn't required by law then um and that is – that's really hard because if if you don't see it, you're just going to continue walking like nothing happened and then you're going to trip or even maybe fall <laughs> face first or backwards because you missed a step. And um, I always tend to fall on the line of I would rather be cautious. If I think there's a step there, I'm going to either Walk slower or step like I'm going to take a really big step to accommodate a step up or I'm going to walk slower to make sure that I am finding the step before I actually step down. So I don't – I wouldn't say I fall over a lot but I would say that I'm more cautious walking around especially because – uh, sorry to my orientation and mobility specialist, but I don't carry my cane with me everywhere I go. Um, and she might get mad at me for that, but oops. Um, I don't carry my cane with me everywhere I go because most of the time I'm pretty confident, but if I am walking somewhere where I don't know if there's going to be a step, I can just be walking really slow and people, people can be walking ahead of me and turn back and I'm, halfway back, like the block from them, because I don't know if there's a step. And I'm just like walking really slowly to make sure that I don't miss a step. But um, that I, I wouldn't say we fall over a lot. I would just say that sometimes we might miss things and maybe bump into things a little bit more often than most people. And we've made it to the question that haunts every blind person, I'm sure, from their elementary school days. And I'm sure you know what it is without me even having to say it. But for those people who are new here, uh, hi, this question gets asked to every single blind and visually impaired person at some point in their younger days. And it is, how many fingers am I holding up? Yes. That dreaded question. I can't count how many times people have asked that just because they want to know what my level of vision is. But I'm sorry, Miss Ma'am, you are not an eye doctor. So I can't see how that is possibly going to help you understand my level of vision. Um, I I do get where they're coming from because – People are just curious and when they're younger, they don't really know how to express their questions and curiosities in constructive ways and respectful ways. So that's kind of the only way that they can think of. It's kind of like a hands-on experiment that they're doing. Um, But unless you're a trained professional and asking that because it is a legitimate part of your analysis of our vision – you are probably either going to just make us feel absolutely terrible or you're going to get a really smart response back because we do not like that question. So um, some things to ask instead maybe, and this is for if there are any adults listening, for you to tell your kids maybe. So what, what can you see? That's that's a very broad statement for the blind or visually impaired person to answer in whatever way, shape, or form they may like to answer, and a lot of different people have a lot of different ways of explaining their vision, so it's just a very broad statement that you can ask to allow the blind person to tell you what they can see in a way that they know how to, because sometimes that how many fingers am i holding up is just it's not an accurate representation of what we can see because some people focus more on lighting some people focus more on details and things like that that just don't get encapsulated into the fingers like the the how many fingers am i holding up test so please Do not ask a blind person this. I beg of you, if there is one takeaway that you get from this episode specifically, please do not ask this question. The next question that I got that I thought was a little bit funny and I got a little bit of a giggle out of was, do you smell people? (laughs) And um, I don't know if this person intended this question as a, do you focus more on other people's sense?" or do you actually, can you identify a person by smell? But uh, let me answer both of those by saying yes and yes. Um, For the first one, yeah, I, because I am focusing more on other senses, yeah, I tend to focus more on how people smell. Never thought I'd say that as a sentence, but there you go. Um, if that that's kind of one thing that also if people are just like walking past me on the sidewalk and they're wearing a strong perfume or have like a certain shampoo that they've used like I can smell that and that's just kind of something that I focus on as I'm walking along the sidewalk and they walk past me um for the second one can I identify people by smell? Um, Let me relate this back to something that uh, most people can probably do at home. Um, Can you identify your family members by their footsteps? Can you identify which of your family members is walking down the stairs by the sound of their footsteps? And with most people, for family members, they would be able to say yes. Um, so that is kind of the way that I do that with smells. Um, I tend to know, let's say what perfume my sister likes to use. I know what cologne my dad's my dad likes to use, um, what shampoo my mom likes to use. And that's like, if, if somebody walks in a room and is, has a strong scent, I can tend to attach that scent to that person. Um, and it's harder with people that I'm not around as much. But it also people's if if any of you have noticed this too, um, people's houses have smells. So sometimes it will just be the scent of the house that gets carried along by the person or the scent of the person's car. Um, and that is something that I've noticed that I can kind of attach to certain people too, that I can identify, okay, I'm getting into this person's car and it's, you know, this person's car because it smells like this. Or I'm walking into this person's house, I identify this smell with this person's house because that's what it smells like. So, yeah, I yes and yes to both of those interpretations for do you smell people. (music) And this last question comes to me courtesy of one of my best friend's boyfriends, and he asked me, do you ever worry that your appearance isn't adequate? And in parentheses, do you ever worry you've done a bad job brushing your hair? (laughs) And um, as somebody with lots of curls, um, as far as brushing my hair, nope. Because um, anyone who is a curly-haired person knows you don't brush that when it's dry. <laughs> um, so as far as that goes, um, I tend to not worry about that very much. But um, maybe other blind people do. And as far as just general appearance goes, um, I actually can worry about this a little bit. Uh, let's say, for example, I. I'm putting on a shirt and I'm putting on a sweatshirt over the top of it. I may not be entirely sure what the color of the shirt is. So do I know if it goes with the sweatshirt? No. So I end up, uh, I've actually texted a couple of my friends a picture of a shirt or a sweatshirt that I have to ask them what color it is. Because I'm not colorblind, but I do mix up colors sometimes. So I may not be entirely sure what the color of one of my shirts is. So I have absolutely 100% texted some of my friends and asked them, hey, what color is this shirt? (laughs) Can you tell me? Um, And I've also come downstairs once before and, My mom has literally said to me, that does not match. What you're wearing does not match. And I go back upstairs and change it to something that I know does match because I do not want to go outside looking uncoordinated. So as far as brushing my hair, no. Maybe other blind people might worry about that. But um, I, because of the curls, do not have to worry too much about that. But appearance being adequate... Yeah, I tend to worry about that a little bit. And sometimes like, there's there's just some bad fashion moments that have happened because I can't tell if things match or not. And I'm sure a lot of other blind people go through that too. Um, One workaround that I can uh, tell to as many blind people who are listening, um, as you're buying something – Just ask somebody what color it is before you buy it and make a note of that either in your phone or just in your brain so that you know what color it is and you know how to match it to other things later. And we've made it to the end of the episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And I hope you got a little bit of a laugh out of some of these questions. Um, I know that I've been personally asked uh, at least a couple of these questions before, um, especially when I was younger, the how many fingers am I holding up? And I know a lot of blind people can relate. Put your hand up if you can relate to me. Thank you. Um, And I... Really hope that some more people can submit some more questions to me, um, either through a review of my podcast or through Instagram. My username is Clara underscore R underscore Johansen um, So follow me there and DM me with questions that you have that you You may be too afraid to ask any other blind person, but want to ask your resident blind girl. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you tune in for the next one. I'm Clara Johansson, helping you recognize your blind spots.